Welcome to Breaker Culture Weekly. The guys from BreakerCulture.com help pull back the curtains and give you insight into the hobby. Sit back and enjoy interviews, product breakdowns, and hobby analysis so you can get your edge in the marketplace. And now, to the show. Can you believe it? It is episode 37 of Breaker Culture Weekly, and we finally got ourselves our own intro. It took that long. I think we keep asking ourselves, is this actually serious? Are we really doing this? And uh, the people have spoken, and you've told us that you like what we do, so we keep doing it. And uh, yeah, Shanice live in studio, in the background, recording this right now, doing an amazing... I don't even know you can play all these instruments. He's doing them all at the same time, too. Really impressive. Um, but seriously, uh, thanks so much for joining today. Uh, another great show for you. We're, we're going to be talking to the guys from Big Time Breaks, uh, Chris and Steven, polar opposites of each other, uh, which makes for an entertaining conversation, no doubt. We, we actually get into a couple arguments, one about tops and Panini and the whole unlicensed versus licensed thing when it comes to baseball. And uh, I, I'm sure you'll have plenty of feedback. So definitely listen to it. Let us know what you think. It is an ongoing and it will be forever ongoing, I feel like, um, around the whole unlicensed versus licensed thing. But regardless, two really good dudes. They've they've learned a lot in the first year. They've, they started in January 2018. And like as you, you'd expect for uh, any company that starts in any type of business, there's the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows. You, you figure things out and uh, we get into some of that. And so I think you'll – in this day and age, it's not easy to start a group breaking company. Um, so you, you learn firsthand what kind of what they've gone through this year. So anyway, I think you'll, you'll enjoy that conversation. But a couple things before we dive into that. Number one, uh, we're starting to roll out some more premium content, something that we're going to be doing more often on Breaker Culture. Uh, In fact, you're going to see something uh, at the beginning of the year where uh, we're going to have some paid memberships, very inexpensive, a couple bucks a month type thing. We're going to have access to uh, some of our forums where we're going to post a lot of exclusive content. Uh, So get ready for that. Uh, because I think it'll be hopefully be helpful for folks. But uh, we, we posted some stuff today around Prism Basketball, a product obviously we've been talking about for quite some time, and it's uh, a product near and dear to our heart. But we uh, we rip and flip a lot of stuff. We rip a lot of product, specifically some of the major flagship products in each sport, and we learned a lot about Prism Basketball. And so some of our premium content is going to be for more of an exclusive community, but also for an opportunity for us to pass and push information out that maybe we wouldn't spend the time putting out in the past. Now, uh, we pushed out some of the Prism stuff. I'll just give you a quick rundown of what we saw with Prism. And if you're looking at at Prism Basketball, I highly recommend you go to the forums, go to breakculture.com and click on forums right on the top and go into the basketball section. And you'll see that First off, in, in, in terms of ranking retail products, here's how I would rank them for you right now. Number one, uh, if you're going to spend money, I would spend money on retail boxes. That's where I think their most value is today, which are the 24-pack retail boxes that you can find most places. Um, you're getting you're getting pretty good autos out of retail. Uh, so out of a 20-box case, we were getting about five I would say tier one autos like the Trey Youngs, the Marvin Bagley's, the Luka Doncic. Uh, you're getting some of those autos four or five times a case. You're getting four on average of the pink pulsars, which are numbered to 42 and are sweet looking cards. Uh, the greens that you typically pull out of retail are typically green inserts alongside some of the green base, which I think bring a little bit more value. And uh, yeah, you, you're getting three to six depending on the, the type of case you had, uh, of tier one rookie silvers, which is really pretty good. When you factor in the cost, you know, about 1500 1600 is the going rate. So that's how that's what I would rank number one. Number two, I would still rank the cello case, the cello box. You're getting 20 silvers a box. That's what we were getting on average. That's not what's advertised. What's advertised is, I think, 15. So you can expect 20 Silver's a box with Prism Silver, a Prism basketball this year. So that's our number two. Number three, I would go back to the blaster boxes. Uh, per 20 box case, 
we were seeing a little bit less than two green pulsars a case. We were seeing uh, a little bit more than one auto per case. Unfortunately, we were seeing a lot of Panini points uh, that would typically replace a relic, oddly enough. So we would see on average about 18, somewhere between 18 and 19 relics per case. But uh, silvers, one to two, maybe three top rookie silvers per case. But again, SRPM, that's $400. You're getting 20 boxes. You're grabbing some decent sensational swatches in eight blaster cases. Did not pull one prime sensational swatch. Isn't that crazy? Uh, So anyway, that's our number three. Number four, if I had to rank between the Target and the Walmart, I would still go get Target uh, Mega Boxes. I think the Red Ice are a little bit better. And what really pushes it over the edge to me is that you get more silvers and it looks to me like you're getting more silver rookies. Target Mega Boxes. So that's where I would spend my money. They're 50 bucks. They, they looks like they dried up on Target.com. They're a little bit harder to find now uh, at local Target. So that might be an issue. Uh, but uh, And maybe that's more of a reason for you have to wall- and we'll go into Walmart. But like I said, on Wal- the Walmart Mega Boxes, the worst thing about them is that you actually have to go into Walmart. Walmart to get them, and I personally am just not a fan of that. So, and anyway, take it for what it's worth. Those are my top five. A couple things about the numbering, uh, and this is the crazy thing about this. So, the collation is really, really bad, but it's predictable, and they're doing it in sets of a hundred. So, if you are looking at grabbing a, a rack pack, a cello pack, or a retail box, what I would recommend doing if you go into a Target or a Walmart or a local shop that has retail, uh, I'd recommend going in and grabbing a couple packs first. And then I would grab the first couple silvers that you see in your packs or the green uh, prisms. And I would look at the, the back of the number or the back of the card, look at the number. And if it is numbered one to 99, you are more than likely going to have the rest of the cards in that particular box uh, or case numbered 1 to 99. You're going to get that group of people in that uh, in that, that set of numbers. And so when you think about it in terms of uh, rookies for this year, I mean, th- typically the groupings are – and I'm not going to name them all, but like when you're looking at the 200s, that's where Doncic is. You're going to get Aiton, Bridges, both Bridges and Lonnie Walker. Those are the top names. When it comes to the numbered, uh, the sets of 100, you're going to get the uh, Shea Gildas, Alexander, Marvin Bagley, Colin Sexton. So not a, not a bad group there. When you're looking at the numbers 1 to 99, you're going to pull Michael Porter Jr., Jaron Jackson, uh, Trey Young, Mo Bamba. So, uh, again, each one of them has their group of people. If you see the numbers in the 200 range, you might consider going back because you more than likely will have a couple different parallels of Luka Doncic in that case. Now, I'm not saying in that particular box, but in that case. So you might have a good chance of grabbing something there. So there's an interesting observation for you to consider. And then the last point I'll make that we threw out there as well is just everyone calm down with Prism Silver prices. They're going to come back. I put out in the last ladder this past week uh, just the, the typical trajectory of silver prices. And last year we saw after week two a 22% drop in price of silvers, basically in line with what we saw this week, which is about a 25% drop. And then last year we saw in week three a 15% drop, which I think we'll see again somewhere between 15 and 20%. It was in week four where we saw basically a net neutral price increase decrease. It prices stayed the same and then week five, eight percent increase. Week six, another seven percent increase. My prediction this year is that we see probably in week four or five a 10% uh, recovery in Prism Silvers on average, and then another 10% uh, on average that following week. And I think we're going to see the the bottom form here in the next week or two. So if you're looking at accumulating some rookies and trying to go after some guys, uh, I I would advise you waiting maybe to mid-December and snagging them then. But uh, I don't see, I just don't see Prism prices dropping that much more. Uh, Obviously, there's going to be guys that don't perform and their prices will go down. But in general, overall, I think you're going to see a kind of a stabilizing of prison prices. And this is where you, if you're going to invest in NBA rookies, this is how you do it. So just be aware of that and go grab your cards in the next uh, week, week and a half, two weeks. And um, and yeah, uh, and the reasons for that are one, I think retail product is starting to dry up. 
and you just had so many people chasing down the retail and so many products being thrown out into the market, into that secondary market on eBay. And uh, that's that's going to that's gonna slow down and that's going to start stabilizing prices. A lot of cards are going to be are probably already in the process of being sent off to BGS and PSA to be graded. So that'll, that'll reduce the available inventory as well. And uh, hobbies already dried up considerably. Uh, so yeah, you just, everyone calm down. Prices will be just fine. Um, of course, there's a ton of supply, but you just don't find this type of demand with really any other type of card uh, in the hobby. So uh, find your guys, invest in them. I threw a couple names out there on my post on the forum for you to consider to help out. And uh, obviously, there's a lot of names that are getting ready to turn. Colin Sexton's been awesome. Lonnie Walker's in the G League looking really good. Of course, Luka Doncic looks amazing. Uh, I'd continue to watch guys like Jaron Jackson. Uh, even Bagley's have some pretty up and down games, but he can, can, continues to hold his price pretty well. And Gilgis Alexander dropped off a little bit, but keep an eye on him. So that's what I got for you in prison basketball. Uh, thank you again so much for joining today's show. Let's jump right into the interview with Big Time Breaks and Chris and Steven. Chris, Steven, how you guys doing? Hey, what's going on, man? What's up? You guys having a good night? Yeah, everything's good. Yeah. Everything's good. How about yourself? It's good. It's good. Things are settling down a little bit after Thanksgiving. It's nice. Nice to be back in a routine again. Yeah, I'm still digesting. <laughs> what's, uh, what's the Thanksgiving routine for you guys? Families and in-laws and all that stuff? or? Yeah, Typical. I mean, for me personally, it's just the basic mop and plop. So I just I eat and then I just pass out. Lucky. My daughter's birthday falls over the uh, Thanksgiving holidays. Mine was constantly going. Very nice. Yeah, I was a I was a Thanksgiving baby myself. So I know that is my, my mom always reminds me that she didn't get turkey in, in uh, 1983. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Girl>. <laughs> Let's dive into this. I'm excited. I'm sorry for rescheduling you guys a couple times, but uh, big, big time breaks. So you have an you have an interesting origin story, and you're you guys started what January of this year? Is that right? February. Yeah, uh, we officially started. Big time breaks started in January. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So so give the listening audience kind of the primer of how you guys started. Yeah. Well, I mean, big time breaks. We really started was me and my son. Um, Hayden and uh, you know we would join in breaks and watch breaks um, and you know we were you know even Kelly initially wasn't involved in it at all but it, it's funny how you hear these crinkling she'd get mad because she'd be trying to sleep or something you hear this crinkling of a rapper watching this thing um, it, eventually she started watching it with us and you know after time you know one or two months my son's like well why don't we try to do this this is fun how old is your son so that's kind of uh, he's 11 now. Nice. Yeah, he's 11. Nice. All right. And then, um, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's how we started. So your son said, let's go get some, let's go do some breaking. And you said, well, screw it. Let's do it. And you started a breaking <laughs> company. Is that, is that how big time break started? So that's what you started in yeah. January? Nice. Okay. Yeah. He said, let's, let's buy some cards and open them. And I said, okay. It's not that you'll learn. Uh, you'll learn probably throughout this that I'm very calculated, though. So it wasn't that easy. Steve will tell you about things a little too much sometimes. <laughs> okay. All right. A so little. Okay. Yeah. Took it. Took it. It took a few months from when he said, "Let's buy some cards and open them." But uh, yeah, that's how it started. <laughs> that's all. It pays to be calculated in this industry. You guys have probably realized that. You got to be calculated. So it's probably a good thing. You probably balance each other out. So how did you meet Steven then? So what's the deal there? You guys are long lost friends, right? You've known each other since you guys were two, three. No, well, we actually we were born in the same hospital room. Crazy, from a different mother. <laughs> same mom, same mom. No. <laughs> yeah, Straight we were actually, brother, never from the same mother. <laughs> so you, so you, so what is? I, I still can't believe this, but you guys connected through a break. Well, basically, Chris has been trying to catfish me for the past eight months. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, so I had uh, my own business, 
which had nothing to do with breaking. It was more vintage. I had my own uh, company for the past six years now. Nice. Okay. And uh, I wanted to start getting into breaking, not personally, but just for the room's sake. Um, once I started the Facebook group, because I did see there was a demand. So I contacted Chris, which I couldn't tell you how I got him or his information. And I was like, hey, man, you know, would you want to be the exclusive breaker for our room? And he said no. So then I was like, all right, that's cool. So then basically <laughs> I was left with no other choice. And anybody that knows me and Chris will tell you, like, I just have the entrepreneur mindset. That's just how I am. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to break them. I, you know, I had no interest in doing it at first. I, yep. I'm more of a vintage guy over modern and I didn't even know where to start. <laughs> so I told Chris, I'm like, Chris, I'm going to start breaking. He goes, all right, buddy. Good luck. And then within a month, I was filling breaks in my room. So I guess it caused me to take notice. And then things started to evolve from there, I would say. Yeah, awesome. I would say when you, when you break, you, you notice quickly that even even as a smaller breaker, which I was, you know, mm-hmm. I think like 400 people at the time that Stephen came to me, um, even as a smaller breaker, everybody tells you, oh, I want to break, but they don't yep. really realize work that goes into it yeah uh, and so when steven came to me i knew he had to stop i mean he had like over three i think like three thousand feedback on facebook i mean right. on ebay it's all it's all positive but it's just you know it's one of those things like yeah okay yeah you want to break cool right uh, but when he started doing it and actually started i mean you know and then then he asked for feedback like what did you think of that like well this and then next thing you know the next day he's out buying something to fix it hmm. um, yeah that's the thing like the thing with me is I learned super fast, right? So I'm not the type of person that's calculated like Chris is, and I'm not going to sit there and be like, all right, how do I do this? Yep. Let's plan it out. Let's start here. And then what if this goes wrong, right? I'm the type of person that's just like, all right, I'm going to break. So I'm going to get a setup today and I'm going to start breaking today. Right. So I got the setup and it was bootleg. And I went on for my first break. My internet was raggedy. I kept getting chopped up in and out people are losing the feed and i was just like all right how do i fix this (laughs) so then i had to deal with the internet issue then it was like all right the quality is not that good how do i fix that then i had to deal with the camera issue so it was like as opposed to chris he just started and when he started he had everything you know already there and in place because he thought it through yep mine was just more we're gonna do this and we're gonna learn on the fly and eventually it's gonna get to where it is i guess right now which I didn't think was going to happen at the time. Beautiful. That's interesting. That, that's very interesting. You don't you don't have you don't see that very often. I feel like in at least in this hobby where you got two kind of opposite end of the spectrum guys coming together to to make something happen. What so what happened with your vintage stuff? Are you still doing that, or is that just kind of yeah? Like backseat? so, for example, like currently I'm running a contest right now mm-hmm. for a 1932 World Series proof ticket sheet from games three four and five which is a cold shot for babe ruth and like i have that up at um up for contest and it's almost full so it's like i still am heavily involved in the vintage community and Mm -hmm. i have a good reputation so it's easy for me to buy and sell on that front yep but it definitely took a back seat though because we're doing breaks one or two a night now so yeah there's really between the sorting, the shipping, the marketing, the promotion, there's no time for anything. There's barely time for lunch. You did do a you did do a vintage break though. Yes, yeah, so like I'll do it occasionally, like with the Legends Never Die series that we started. Mm-hmm. Like I'll do, like we just did something where rather than I'm not a big fan of buying the products that are put out by the third party companies where it's like cut signatures right. and all that stuff because truthfully you get no bang for your buck in that product they're like oh you could get a ruth oh you could get a Cobb, yeah and you're also going to get like a david wells cut signatures worth three dollars so instead i'll just go out there and i'll put my whole my own checklist together of all hall of famers put it at a right price point i'll try to buy this stuff right so it'll be enticing for people to get into and um like this last one was 25 balls all certified by JSA, PSA, mm-hmm. or um, SGC. 
and we gave away Ted Williams, Griffey, Ripken, just it was Koufax, just all the big time Hall of Famers. And the price point was like a hundred bucks. Nice. But then meanwhile, you know, you get into these other products where you're chasing the price points almost the same and you're left with just skunk, you yep. know? Yep. So, interesting. Okay. What, yeah, uh, so we try to keep it. Yeah, absolutely. So what is, uh, what's the business that you're talking about here for folks? I, I think I know what we're talking about, but how do folks know you? How would folks know you on the vintage side? Uh, top tier collectibles. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nice. But, um, yeah, we, I don't active. I mean, I guess I do actively push it, but it's definitely, like I said, it takes a backseat yeah. because I had to make a decision. So I'm, I'm team big time breaks. There we go. That's why we're here. All right. So, so let's talk a little bit more about kind of the first year. I mean, you're, you're basically 11 months into this. Um, what do you think kind of stands out if people come to your room and they think they leave and they think, okay, I'll come back to big time breaks because of this. What is it that usually people come back to you guys for? The uh, filth bombs. I, <laughs> <laughs> I hate that word. <laughs> that is, I got a t-shirt coming your way, Chris. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we don't we don't agree on everything, but uh, you know how, how do you hate on it when the customers are using the word and it's like that? Trying to tell people they don't want a hamburger and they need to buy something else, but everybody says I want the hamburger. Um, no, I, I think the I think what brings people back over is just kind of the attention to detail. Nobody really ships better than us. Um, you know, every, pretty much ninety, I'd say probably ninety-five percent of our shipments go out in a, in a box. Um, packed inside of bubble wrap, packed inside of peanuts. Um, wow. You know, and that's just one 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 kind of example of uh, is it just the attention that we put into to what we do. Yeah, um, and that's Chris being calculated. That's like a perfect example of that because no kidding, Chris. Tell him how I was shifting before I joined big time. Oh, I mean, when Stephen joined, my you know his own customers would were were would say things. I mean, I think Steven's kind of the straw that broke the camel's back to say uh, for Steven was, you know, when someone posted up photos of his shipping or something inside of a thread and said, this definitely wasn't a big time shipping or I, I can't, <laughs> you know, I've got, I got Steven calling me, you know, upset. Um, and I'm like, well, I mean, look, dude, I mean, this, the perception's a reality. So totally. you know, if the cars, but, they didn't get damaged. Was you know? anything ever damaged? Nope. But I, mean, I sent it in a cheese ziplock. Ziploc. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it. Attention to detail. And it's funny you mentioned shipping because I feel like that's what comes up most when people think about like detail with uh, with breakers. Because like you say, it, does, it doesn't matter if it shows up dented or corners are bad shape or not. Like if it's not wrapped correctly, it just rubs the people the wrong way. That's so yeah. right. That's so true. <laughs> And the bad, the crazy thing is, Chris rubbed off on me now. Now it's to the point where Chris is like, "Steve, you gotta chill, man." Like I'm like, "All right, we gotta add this in the package now. Now we're gonna <laughs> add this in the package." And now I got everything overkill. Where if you get one of our packages, you have a new big time breaks card. Uh, you have the peanuts. You have the extra bubble wrap envelope thing that goes inside the 300 count box. So it's like I would have never done that. Mine used to be in a bubble mailer with cardboard around it. So Chris definitely transformed everything the way I see things from the shipping uh, perspective, which is great though, because you don't see that at all from anyone. Yeah, that, that is tough to find, no doubt. No doubt about that. So what else? What else do people, are you finding people really like that you guys do that maybe is a little unique or just who you guys are? Anything else stand out? Um, well, I mean, I think we kind of rub off on each other. I think one of the things that we just came out with recently um was the hit cam yep you know and, and breakers right now they you know kind of the thing that we've noticed is like breaking's kind of stale you know if you kind of look around everybody does the same thing it's mm -hmm. all, it's all, hey, you, oh, well, let's open some cards on the kitchen table type thing it's uh you know and it, one of the things i always tell steven is like this is a really these guys can open cards with anybody so what can we do differently um hmm. and so you know the, the hit cam we basically to a slideshow of every single hit that comes out of the pack right there on the screen as we break. 
Um, so it, it, it kind of solves the age old question. People come in the room like, Hey, did I, I missed the first 10 minutes of the break. Did I hit anything? Dude, I love it. Ask it's right there on the screen. And I know people are hating on it. Cause the first thing I said when I saw Chris was, how do you do that? You know? And I, I'm so glad we teamed up because I'd be so tight right now if I didn't know how to put up a hit cam. <laughs> it's such a good feature, and it's just so – it's, like, groundbreaking in this industry at least. It you is. Know? It is. Yep. That 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 is a, a problem that I feel like every breaker and every customer that's on the other side of the table is frustrated with. It, it doesn't matter. Like, you just – you don't have time to watch our breaks. And if you jump in 13 minutes in, you want to know. It's brilliant. Yeah, I know. It's like, thank God I teamed up with him because now I found out how to do the stickers and I found out how to do the hit cam. So that that definitely made it worth it. Nice. Nice. What what would you say has been maybe the most difficult thing to adjust to in the first year? Everything. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Figuring out what's going to sell, what's not going to sell, how mm. to get product. Should we, should we pre-order this product? I mean, I, I, I set out a – when I first started – um, I made it a mission that even if I was going to lose money on it, I was going to have product for people. Yep. It didn't matter. It didn't matter to me. And that's you know, it's kind of the thing I think that really set us apart in the beginning is a lot of breakers will, will hold a break open for three or four days while we wait. And I said from the get-go, I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to schedule a time that it's going to break and we're going to break it. Yeah. And my very first case, I lost like 500 bucks on it. Yeah. And I mean, like, no, people don't do that. Like, this is not something um, – that people do typically and so you know i, I guess people uh, you know hey look it's breaking on saturday and when you tell people it's breaking on saturday and actually broke on saturday they didn't have to question the next time they bought in if it was going to happen mm. uh, but uh just learning like you know for instance like archives like i said hey look we got to get some archives um it, it, you know and you get it and then the next day it's 300 cheaper than what <laughs> you know, so just learning, learning how the systems work and what you need to do. Yeah. It's just all, the whole year. And that's hard. also because archives is more flimsy than playing cards, but hmm. that's besides the point. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. You're talking hobby, obviously, right? And archives hobby came on after yeah, retail yeah. this year. So it was a totally screwy product and frustrated everyone. You could like hurt someone with that. If you fling it backwards, right? You take the card, you fling it backwards and let go. You could like snap somebody with that. Those <laughs> cards are those cards are serious. You got to have every customer sign a waiver before they receive their cards. You, we already had two people sign. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's, that's why we couldn't fill the break. Only two of them signed it. Yeah. No, I know. Exactly. <laughs> that's why it took so long. No, but seriously, I think one of the biggest things, right, is like trying to figure out the question why, right? Like why does the same product snap fill that doesn't, snap fill the next day mm -hmm. you know what i mean there's no rhyme or reason it's basically like any other industry with any other um e-commerce i guess um mm -hmm. site out there because we're selling say for example you'll sell five stars tonight snap fill tomorrow you put up the same break it doesn't yep and it's like why yeah you know it, i think over the last couple of years that that's become even more of an issue for breakers because social media forums i mean perception of products can change the value so quickly you know it's that just is like true oh my gosh this product's not breaking well and all of a sudden it just dries up no one can fill a break or a couple of the big hits are pulled you know an, an akuna supers pulled or something of the uh, you know the top hits are out people aren't interested anymore it's like man it it affects That's people's what happened with chrome right didn't that just happen with tops chrome didn't the super come out the first day mm-hmm first day yeah. that was the otani i think right otani yeah came out first yeah. day and then that product was tough to move. Yeah. So yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. And then um, another thing I think that does help us though is what Chris said. We'll fill, even if it fills or it doesn't fill, which it's rare nowadays where something won't fill, but it'll go off no matter what. So we'll eat teams if we have to every single time, because you'll never see a break sit. Mm -hmm. That's that's one of the things I feel like that separates us where. Somebody will say it's going off Saturday night. Saturday night comes, there's six teams left, and it doesn't go off. Yep. I'll eat the six teams, you know, because it's bigger than that. We're not trying to, you know, make every penny. We're trying to grow this and make it something special. No, I love that. You know, uh, Chris, you mentioned a second ago that 
you lost 500 bucks in your first break uh, or one of your first breaks. And I think for most breakers, at least from what I've heard in stories and stuff, that's typically the case. But the problem is like breakers just keep losing 500 bucks a break <laughs> over and over again for the first three or four months and then they're done. They can't withstand that rush. So you guys have figured out a way, it sounds like. You're feeling breaks for one. That's yeah, I don't thing. know how Chris did it. I give him super kudos for that. Yeah, well, I got lucky too. I mean, look, it, it, some of it's luck. I mean, I, I wish I could take every single ounce of credit, but you know, I I always thank the people in my group, and they're like, "Well, I mean, it's 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 you," and I'm like, "But it's really not me." And and, and the proof in that is really in the fact that there's a million breakers, mm-hmm. and so. You know, I do, I guess in some ways I, I, I should take a little credit, but at the end of the day, I feel like the foundation of people that came into the group at the beginning are really what made the group special because they actually cared. Yep. Like there was something. That's the whole that point. Group. That's the recipe right there. That's, you need that framework. You need that, those loyal people from the beginning that are going to continue to be there and push. That's what makes you successful i feel like hmm. yeah chris had them, right chris is it, it, giving them a place where they have right i guess look i mean they get this anywhere right but i i think like for instance i'll give you an example i think one of the things that we did from the very get-go is look even on that case that i lost 500 bucks on we donated from the get-go one percent of proceeds to charity right and so and we did that for for months i mean we we raised like over a thousand bucks and, and, and the group always decided where that money went. Um, and so, you know, it kind of gave them something to rally around, something to, you know, uh, you know, I guess look forward to. Hmm. Uh, and I think that kind of helped drive the, uh, the goodness, I guess, per se, of the group at the beginning. Uh, yeah. You know, we had to stop doing it. I was just bleeding money. Um, I still do. Um, uh, so, but, uh, you know, I just... It, it's one of the things again that kind of separated us at the beginning is like nobody else was doing that, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, no, no, that's a big plus. That's beautiful. And I even um, noticed it when I came on board. Like a lot of his original guys, you could just tell they're good people. You know, you go to a lot of other rooms, and it's just a lot of people are slimy in this industry. But you could tell the people that were breaking with him were actually genuinely good people. Mm-hmm. And same same thing with a lot of the people I brought over too. It's I guess we both got lucky in that sense where we were just our original following, our original base of people were good people. And then, you know, occasionally you get the guy just slimes his way in and then, but then he quickly, you know, he's not in the picture for that long, but I was able to convert a lot of vintage guys into the modern. So that's why we have a lot of new blood to the hobby that's been in the hobby for 30, 40 years. That's awesome. That is awesome. It's nice it's to have that balance, man. It's super nice to have that balance. Uh, you know, on the flip side of having such a transparent hobby, the slimy guys get exposed pretty quickly. Oh, yeah, for you sure. So that, that's but they a, always find their way to get in something. You know what I mean? Like oh, they, yeah. Somehow they'll infiltrate. <laughs> but they get exposed real fast. But say, that's, the, that's, the, that's, that's the beauty of having a good group is they don't fit in, so they leave. Um, and I, that's why I say, like, I, I feel like I got lucky in that sense because, you, you know, when those guys come around, they quickly realize like, Hey, that's not going to fly here. Right. You know, they try to say something and the group almost basically defends. It's like a, uh, it's almost like, uh, I don't know. It's like going out, out somewhere and socially and, and saying something you shouldn't, everybody kind of looks at you funny. <laughs> And, and you know that's kind of what happens. You know, it's like what's that gonna... show on uh, NBC? Oh, what's it where they got where people say stuff they shouldn't, and then you put people in awkward situations, and then people stand up for them. Oh, Does anyone wow. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, with that, with that with that one guy, John Quinones. Like... John Quinones. Yeah. yeah. What would you do or something? Yeah. What would you do? That's our room. Big time breaks. What would you do? <laughs> there you go. There's your next ad campaign right there. You got you got to play off that. That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> what What would you say has been kind of the capstone moment so far of the of the 2018 breaking season for you guys? Anything come to mind? Maybe a big hit or some cool moment for a customer? Shoot. 
I don't. I I pull so many because that's all I pull, right, Chris? (laughs) (laughs) I pulled a pretty nasty one-to-one trout out of uh, what product was that? With the frame, oh, museum. That Mm. was pretty nasty. That was sick. Yeah. And I pull. I just pulled the windows of greatness trout, two of three out of uh, triple threads. Yep. So I pulled a bunch of Otani's. Remember that uh, run I had, Chris, on Otani? Yeah, it was every every break is pulling Otani. Yeah, I pulled. I think it was seven straight cases. I pulled an Otani. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was we nuts. Uh, we learned uh, we learned quickly that if we want to have decent cases, we have to bribe the warehouse. We started sending the warehouse workers uh, candies and flowers and things like that. Oh, That's geez. one of the big things you want to do. Definitely, other breakers listening to this, bribe them. It works. <laughs> Let's let's not use the word bribe. Let's use the word treat or incent. <laughs> you, I don't, we don't want big time breaks to be associated with bribery. Know, we're joking anyway. I, I, I know you're. Funny. I know you're totally joking. It, it's funny. Anytime I need to move something, like you know, it's funny because Steven said like you could post up a break and it won't fill, and then tomorrow you could post it up and it will. Yeah. It's like anytime I have product, it won't fill. I'm like Steven, take this off my hands. I'll mail it to Steven. And he'll post it up. It'll it'll fly. He'll fly through it. Then he opens it up, and there's like a one-on-one Otani. <laughs> yeah, literally okay. every time I've taken something from Chris, I've hit something. Except for what was that great product you told me to take from you, Chris? <laughs> what was that called, dude? Okay, so this is going back to that. Logo. Was that called wait, Renan Skunky? I don't know. Going back to that learning experience you were talking about earlier, I, I had pre-ordered this product and I go, man, Steven, I'm going to send this to you. This is right up your alley. This is this is totally your thing. And oh, I sent no. him a case to the bar. <laughs> yeah, that was so messed up. Oh, I felt terrible about he it. He was gassing yeah. me up too because I'm new to the hobby in the modern. He's like, oh, you got to see it. Everything's one-on-one. I'm like, everything's one-on-one. He's like, everything. Every card's one-on-one. It's a loaded product, right? So I get it, and the the pack feels like saran wrap. So I'm like, oh, man, here we go, right? <laughs> and it's like an ugly gold yellow. And I'm like, oh, no. And the box felt like a shoe box. So I was like, this is going to be bad. And I open it up, and it was a Miguel Cabrera one-on-one auto. And I'm like... Wait, what's the point of this? And I look it up and I'm like, you could just buy his cut auto right now. Yeah. For like $24. And they're charging $300 for this box. And that's like why I, that's why I started doing the Legends Never Die series from stuff like that. I was just like, this is first off, Chris got me. And second off, the bar got Chris. So I was like, we can't be getting people like this. No. So we have to offer some value. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, that uh was it actually called the bar? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, they set the bar real low. Yeah, right. Yeah. The, the bar disappeared. <laughs> they, they no longer exist. Um interesting. So what what would you say your guys' favorite product of the year's been so far? And and before you answer that question, you guys are baseball guys, it seems like. Right? Yeah. Is that kind of your go to sport? Me personally, yeah. I know Chris too. Like that's I know sports. I follow every sport, but I've yep. never collected anything other than baseball cards. Okay. So, like, if I opened up a case of Prism Basketball, I wouldn't butcher people's names. Like, you hear some people butcher baseball players' names when they're breaking. Yep. So, it's not like I would be like, Christoph Prisingasso. You know, like, I would, <laughs> I, I know what everyone's name is, but it's like baseball is the sport. That's yeah. like America's pastime. <laughs> <laughs> all right cool um all right so pro- product of the year for you guys right now in terms of what we like or what we open uh let's go what you guys like like what, what's your what's your product that you enjoy opening uh i like chronicles i like chronicles because i always feel like people walk away with something um the problem with it is that it's you know the resale value is kind of it's just not there yeah but the, the product itself, like when you open it, you look at it, like it's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't, I don't understand the correlation between the two, <laughs> you know, unlicensed. Uh, and I will argue <laughs> yeah. forever, Chris. You know my argument. 
Or what argument? He? What argument do I always make? I don't know. All right, so you don't know it. Um, so <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> this is getting good. <laughs> I was gonna say, my argument is I don't get the whole license for unlicensed stuff, right? Because me personally, like it doesn't affect me if something's unlicensed. Like one of my favorite products on the market right now, and Panini, you could call me up if you want to ink me to a deal. I can start marketing for you. But that is Pantheon, right? 2016 Pantheon. Mm -hmm. I've broken so much of that product. And when you look at what you get out of it for the money that you actually invest, there is just nastiness in that product. You know what I mean? You're pulling Babe Ruth's. You could pull um, Ty Cobb's, those Metropolis Monument cards. Everybody's a Hall of Famer or a star of the era, right? So you're not pulling any... Uh, Brandon Woodrow's like you're not you don't have to worry about any of that mm -hmm. and it's priced at like a buck 80 a box and you get eight <laughs> hits yeah you know what I mean yeah so it's like so it's like I don't get the whole unlicensed thing just because all right if you want something that's licensed that that's great right so let's say for example you want to buy a box of finest okay so what's that run retail 120 figure right roughly yep. All right, you're going to pull 80% of the time you're pulling a Bader and a Woodruff out of that box, right? Poor Sally Iglesias, yeah. Yeah, Razor Iglesias, Sandy Alcantara. That's going to mm. be your hits. Hot. Those guys are hot all right, right now. So, all right, congratulations. You pulled out a licensed Sandy Alcantara, right? What's that going for right now on eBay? 225 So it's like if you pulled that same unlicensed Sandy Alcantara out of Chronicles, but you're getting a whole bunch of hits out of the box – What's it? Five hits out of the box, Chris? Yeah, uh, four, I think. It's right, a lot. So you, yeah. how much more of a hit can you take? You, as far as you're paying twenty dollars less for the box, you're getting double the hits. And if you get an Alcantara, you're gonna get a dollar or two dollars for that card. So now, even the Walker Buellers at a Chronicles, what are those selling for right now? Nothing. Like, but what's it going in finest? Thirty bucks. You know what I yeah, mean? I think, I think the price, I guess, I agree to some extent that the discrepancy, that the cost of value uh, between the two is is similar when you look at it from, uh, you know, how many hits you get versus. And resale value. Like, all right, if you pull an Acuna out of, out of not finest, obviously, but what's a, what's a similar product to Chronicles that you could pull an Acuna out of that's licensed? Chrome, Chrome update or Tops update. Perfect All example. Right. What's what's an Acuna doing? Uh, just a normal Acuna out of Chronicles. Oh shoot! What a quarter, hey. fifty cents? That, no, no, I'm uh, talking about an auto base auto. Oh, an auto? Yeah, man. Well, you you probably going what fifty versus one fifty would be my guess. All right. So now, how many Acunas are you going to pull anyway out of either of those products? Like, is it going to make a difference? Like, you're spending so much more money to pull an Acuna out of the update. You're getting so much more value in the other stuff. You know what I mean? The resale value on the inserts, the number, the uh, short prints. Like, Chronicles is loaded with a whole bunch of different – what do they have, like 15 subsets in there? That's the problem with Chronicles is that there's <laughs> so many subsets that it waters down all the other subsets. I, I get it, but it's just, you could if you bought a box and you try to piece it out, ninety percent of the time I feel like you'll get more money piecing out that box of Chronicles than if you pieced out that box of Finest. Um, Steve, we, yeah. disagree. we disagree on this. Yeah, <laughs> I because I, like I think they're pretty. <laughs> I love uh, Chronicles, dudes. I, I seriously, it's my probably my top three product of the year, but it has some of the worst resale value in the history of mankind. Yeah, which yeah. is unfortunate. <laughs> I like Pantheon. So let's go back to my argument with that then. Right? Because oh, <laughs> Pantheon's got good resale. Cut, cut him off, Ty. Cut him off. Oh, I did like five <laughs> minutes ago. I'm just not telling him. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I I'm. I guess I shouldn't say that. I'm not with you. I, I guess what my issue with the license versus unlicensed is, is the market doesn't want an unlicensed product. They, they, they don't mind it, but they're not. the upside is so limited with unlicensed products that it just makes it unexciting 
Well, if we're playing the market, though, Stephen just fails to realize it. But but yes, you're right. I was looking at a comp for a judge to 10, a button on. Yep. You dropped. That's that cut off. You asked cricket. There you go. Yeah, you you said uh, judge to 10 comp, and then you dropped. So what was your. Sorry about that. So, no, so I was comping out a button, a button auto of judge numbered to 10 today from, from Immaculate. Well, the, the one of one plate judge button went for 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if, it, so the non, the 10 was like a hundred and I mean, you pull that same card out of, out of a Tops product and it's just going to be, but they don't even have that. That's the thing. Like, what do they have? That's I guess dynasty and all that stuff. But, but then look how much more money it is to buy a box of that. Yeah, I don't know, dude. yeah, <laughs> it's an interesting argument. It really is because Panini's done a really good job of just they've been they've made some really good products. They just have. Like it's hard they to argue. They really have. Like it, they they've figured out a way. But you know baseball collectors as much as I do, man. They they want they want the integrity of their products. They want the authentic history of their products. And Tops is the only one that can offer that now. I agree with that. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's true. But if you're looking at it for a market play, I say five years from now, people don't care. That's I tell Chris that all the time. Five years from now, people are going to get tired of skunking and they're going to want value. And that's when Panini's going to start taking over. That's what I personally think. But here's the thing is 20 years from now, when people are hunting for Acuna rookies, they don't want the Panini. They're going to want the tops because it's going to be the true rookie. You know, it's no, that the, yeah, exactly. You know, so that's, that's, cool. that's a that's a good the, argument. History, when it comes down to the history of it, it's going to be, uh, it's, yeah, it's harder to pull Cunha out of tops, but that's what everyone's going to be chasing in 20, 30 years. Um, so. No, so that's a great argument. Just aside from that, though, like if you're not going rookie hunting for Cunha, you really going to care if you get an Alcantara out of uh, Chronicles or Finest? Yeah, I think every hobbyist is in your camp right now because they have some of the best looking cards and you get most value for your money because they're cheaper. But the investors and the people that are like super duper collectors, there's no way Panini is going to win. No, you're right. That's, I guess what my argument is. It's for the people that are in it to collect. You really can't get more bang for your buck than what Panini. And like eventually those people are going to stop. I feel like when I said five years from now, people were going to stop getting the tops product and going more unlicensed it's going to be those true collectors that are tired of getting burned is i guess what i'm saying yeah yeah it's fair fair argument the the market's so crazy man like the fact that people pay the premium they pay for silvers and prism basketball is one of the craziest anomalies in any hobby i feel like i mean it's a it's a card that's printed over five thousand times and Luka Doncic is getting like 400 bucks for a refractor. Like mm-hmm. the market just does what it wants to do. And it just blows my mind. It's like, they've decided that this is the rookie card to collect. And it doesn't matter what else comes out. Like this is going to be the card and they're going to overpay for it until something changes their mind five years from now, whatever it may be. But it's crazy. I love it. No, that's true. It, it's a hype machine. It is. It totally <laughs> it's, is. It's like somehow, somehow like everybody gets worked up over a certain product or a card or whatever and it just takes them off yeah it's amazing yeah love yeah, it yeah like to answer your question i like diamond kings that was my but no one that was my let's edit that i love diamond kings that was my favorite <laughs> this is family friendly guys yeah <laughs> but diamond kings people hate it but like it's so cool shootless joe jackson yeah if Shani was here, he would be he would be uh, right alongside you. That is his all time favorite product. So like it's just I, so cool with the red frame, the gray frame, the hits are nice. But I guess that's another discussion for another day, like the sticker versus non sticker autos. Yeah, that's another discussion. Mm. So let's uh, let's flip the script then. What's uh, what's your least favorite product? What's one that came out this year and you're like, oh my gosh, this is pathetic. Archives. Five star. Really? Yeah. 
Oh, no. See, I liked Five Star. Yeah, but how do you break that product with 16 cards? I mean, it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> so, it's... like, it's like you go into it knowing, getting in that break. It's like, all right, great. So I have, like, a 65% chance of skunk in here. And then it's before you even take into account that there's going to probably be two or three cards on the same team. Like, you enter a break knowing you have, like, a 70% chance of skunking. Like, that's not – I don't like that. Like, that doesn't go over well with me. That's tough, but some people love that. Some people love the hit or miss type stuff. Yeah, I guess if you're doing pick your team, whatever, but, like, on a yeah. random for that, it's, it's like, at least you pick your poison. You're like, all right, I'm going to buy this team, and if they don't hit, I know I'm buying them. Right, right. But if you do a random and then you get lucky and you get the Yankees and you skunk, you just want to cry. <laughs> You know, like, it's like, I just got so lucky and then I didn't. Like, that's the worst. That is, that is, that is not I, fun. I like the products with lower amounts of cards. I mean, typically, I, I feel like the products are more, maybe it's, maybe it's my, my uh, perception of the product, but I feel like it's more, I don't know, it's, uh, I don't know, the cards are nicer, they're more well-made. It's not like you're, you're you're flipping through 40 base cards to get one hit out of a pack. Like here's your, here's your, here's your three. That bondage again. That's right. We're going to, maybe we got to upgrade his phone. No. So, all right, fine. I'll give you that. Right. The quality is nice. How about gold label then? Gold label. Wow. That's that's Basuda, right? Because think about it. (laughs) Think about this, right? When you open up a case and you pull four Ian Kinslers, that's garbage. Like, you can't be giving me four Ian Kinslers, three Tommy Fams, and two Nicky Delmonico's. Like, that, we don't want that, right? So, that, like, that's the garbage product of the year. That takes the fat L for the year. Yeah, I would disagree. You guys, okay, you guys are like the yin and yang of each other. This is hilarious. Like, I, I just, I can almost predict what you're going to say now. This is awesome. No, I think but that's even what, those cards, those cards are flimsy. <laughs> this is this is all daytime. This is like we call, nonstop. He'll call me in the middle of the day and we'll just argue. That's <laughs> hilarious. But think about it, right? It's so it's like gold label is like archives with just as bad hits, right? So instead of pulling Wendy Peppercorn, you're pulling Nikki Delmonico. <laughs> True. Okay, so what? Why? Why are you? Why are you not liking archives? I mean, what? What's up? I, I didn't hear. A ton of bad things about it. Why don't you like it? Oh, it's terrible. I, mean, I, I guess. I mean, when you buy a product, I mean, here, I guess here's here's my biggest beef with it. Okay, is when you buy a product, whether it's you know, whether you buy it from a distributor, or you buy it from a retail store. Just imagine as a customer. Okay, you you hop on you hop on Blowout.com. Okay, and you buy a product. And it's what is Thousand dollars. Let's just say. And then the next day, you haven't even received your product yet, Ty. The next day is down to eight fifty. Yeah. Okay. The day it, the day it delivers, oh, guess what? It's seven hundred dollars. I mean, I have a serious, serious issue with a product that moves that quickly before it's even released, um, and in the hands of a customer. Um, and that's and then when you open it and you open it up and you get three hundred dollars worth of cards out of. And you it, got it, that it, much? Yeah, if that, yeah, I mean that's so that's you know I I got so irritated with the product I ripped the case for myself. And that was a, <laughs> that was the biggest mistake I've ever made. <laughs> you showed them. Yeah, you, I did. You got <laughs> Sandlot cards fall over your house. Oh god! Uh, you pulled a, a Mrs. Smalls. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, um, I think the biggest problem with that was just that they released uh, retail before they did. You know what I mean? So far in advance. So yeah, and there was there was just no advantage to having Hobby later because everyone thought maybe they'll slip in Juan Soto, get his autographs in there, and nothing ever came of it. And it's like, well, what did you guys do this for? Yeah, Yeah, why did they delay it? Yeah, yeah. You guys triple threads is actually really good now because you said Soto. Mm -hmm. I pulled a nasty Soto out of that triple threads. I feel like is a lot of bang for your buck too. So that's actually my favorite tops product going back like 35 minutes that's my answer okay nice yeah that's i feel like that's kind of just flown under the radar it's usually a pretty highly touted product and i just don't feel like it's been and i don't think it's because it's been a bad product i think it's just because 
maybe where it fell in the season. Other stuff. That's probably out. it. Because what is it at? It's at what a box one ninety, and you get four hits. Yeah. Like that's, and they're usually decent hits, right? Like you're probably making back half your money on a bad and eh, not half, but they look nice at least. Yeah, I agree for sure. For sure. Okay. Nice. So you guys, are you breaking a bunch of Bowman draft? Heck yeah. Nice. What, uh, you guys get pretty excited about Bowman draft. Are you just, I know Chris loves the Bowman anythings, right? Chris. Yeah. I would say I, when I asked you earlier, you know, our favorite products are the most of me. I opened a lot of Bowman Chrome. I'm a, I like Bowman, uh, pretty much Bowman, Bowman Chrome, Bowman draft. I mean, it's all fun. Yep. So, I mean, and plus everybody, Bowman's kind of king, you know, when you talk about what people want mm-hmm. or what to want uh, later on. I'm, so I'm sure Bowman draft will, will be the same uh, for at least a week or two. Yeah, we got a lot of draft. We got, what, best, right, coming? Yeah, but I personally love Bowman's best. Mm-hmm. I, I hope 20, 2017 was beautiful. Um, I'm hoping 2018 is just, you know, just as good. But best uh, is nice. I like how they have the mini boxes, right? Yep. Like that's a good product. That whole the cards look nice. Like that's a good bang for your buck. It, unless you know you pull what, what was in sixteen. Who was in every box of sixteen? I don't know, man. Twenty seventeen was was you know you pull out uh uh God Pavin Smith. And, uh, no, I mean, you, you, sixteen. You made me take from you. Who was that? Uh, yeah. Orlando Orlando Arcia in every pack. Yeah. Yeah, in every single in every single box. Ugh. That dude never panned out. He was everywhere. He's still everywhere if you want to go get another box. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I, I'm super excited about Bowman Drafts, so I'm glad you guys are doing a bunch. Not a lot of breakers break a ton of Bowman Drafts, so I think it'll be, it'll be good for you guys this year. Excited to see how you do it. Are you guys doing a bunch of team drafts or you do randoms? What, what are you thinking? Uh, Chris is more of the picker team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steven and I argue about this. Um, he does randoms. I, I typically do like a pick your team. It just all depends. Yeah. It depends on the product, really. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I yeah. like randoms just because it gives people a chance. I don't, you know, they don't necessarily have the big bankroll, but they love the product. Yep. Like, I'm all, as, like, I guess, like, if you haven't been able to tell by now, like, I'm all about the value for the people breaking with us right so it's like with the whole legends never die series and then like me picking i like i'm meticulously like i think i'm the only breaker breaking 2012 cooperstown right and it's like because that that's such a dope product for the value and the price point so it's like i'm a big fan of the randoms because joe schmo for 50 bucks gets a shot at a 200 team you know mm. like anybody could just get into a break and buy the yankees but I made fun of him so bad for buying 2012 Cooperstown. I, Bro, I, I, that product is so nasty. I mean, but people people ate it up. And then, I've and sold then, five cases. I know. I, I couldn't believe it. Like, he was filling those things faster than I could fill Bowman Chrome. That's crazy. Like, what, what, what in the world is going on? <laughs> All right, but check it out. 14 autos. I pulled out out of the same case of Nolan Ryan. Eddie Murray, Brooks Robinson, uh, Al Kaline, Harmon Killebrew. Like, where are you pulling that? Like, you're not getting those names out of anything. And the resale value is not bad. Like, I just pulled – I busted a case for myself. I pulled – so what's the case? Like, 400 bucks on wholesale. I wound up pulling a Ryan Sandberg that was 70 bucks, a Johnny Bench that was worth 60 bucks. So it's like you made back 35% of your – money on two cards then i pulled two jim palmers two dennis eckersley's a willie mccovey that was 50 bucks so it's like they actually give your money back in that product yeah it's like i'm not mad at that the only only reason is because there's like a a million cases sitting in a warehouse and and 10 out of the 11 cases that have been (laughs) yeah you you can't even tell jokes when you're on cricket mobile you just switched from bonus to cricket and it didn't work. Yeah, you're on work. boost. <laughs> yeah, nah, cool. You know, it's funny. My, my distributor tried to push me 
uh, Cooperstown, I, I feel like for five years. Just, hey, man, we, we got to get this. We'll, we'll basically give it to you. We'll throw it in your next order. Just take it. And then no one would take it. So it, it, there's got to be a ton of it still sitting around warehouses. There is definitely. I'm telling you, people love it. Yeah. It has that cracked ice. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you run randoms for like, what was my random? 32 bucks for 20 spots. Wow. What? You know, that's like on a random for a full case. And I combined so many teams. So. 32 for only 20 spots is nothing. No doubt. Love it. All right. So we're, we're at about an hour here. So we're going to do what we normally do. Um, I got a little rapid fire for you. I got some random questions I'm going to ask you guys. Uh, you guys can both answer if you want, but it's stream of consciousness. I want you just to answer what comes to mind. All right, Chris, we'll, we'll let you're folks up. get to know you a little bit. So maybe you can alternate questions or do what you want. But uh, here's your All right, first. Chris, you get first. All right, Chris. All right. What fictional place would you most want to go? Willy Wonka's uh, Chocolate Factory. Boom. <laughs> Crush it. That would be it sounds good. That does sound good. <laughs> All right, Stephen. What uh, what skill would you master right now if you could? Oh, my God. Cooking? <laughs> Got kidding. Uh, Chris, what band have you listened to most in your life oh god um simon garfunkel yeah i have no idea <laughs> uh, <laughs> the problem with music is i literally listen i mean i i steve and i talked about this the other day i will literally whatever's on i listen to it as long as weren't you speaking. just bumping the ricky martin lp yes yes backstreet wow. it doesn't matter backstreet in sync Britney, versatile. I mean, I, I'm not whatever. joking. I can mess with boy bands like that. Is like in sync. There's nobody messing with in sync. All right, next. <laughs> now we got to move on fast. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Uh, Stephen, what's the most important morning routine for you? Coffee. Done. You know he's not lying. He calls me every morning. Hey man, you awake? I'm like yeah. I'll call. He'll call. Like, hey, what are you doing? I hear you. Hey, man, I'm in the car. Next thing you know, hang on a second. Yeah, take a uh, – Hey, he's ordering a Starbucks or whatever. Every single morning when I talk to him, he's ordering a Starbucks. Bro, I look forward to waking up for that reason. Just for like, I'm coffee. so excited to get coffee. That's amazing. What do you drink? What's what's your go-to coffee drink? Just soft iced coffee. Okay. Nice. Nice. Okay. Something I can't, simple. I can't, I can't drink coffee. Oh, that's a shame. It is. It's one of the great pleasures in life, bro. I think I don't even like the taste. It just gets me so wired, and I could just start getting to work. It doesn't sound like you need coffee, though. It sounds no, like you're yeah. naturally wired. No, I'm like the nap <laughs> king, bro. I take <laughs> naps all day. The 20 minute power nap. That's impressive. So I definitely need coffee. I wish I could do that. All right, Chris, what is the the product of 2018 that your customers most criticized. Man, I wasn't ready for these. Um, if you know Steven, WWE. You yeah, okay, so I bought a. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was a, like a leaf. Um, oh yeah, that was so trash. Was so terrible. Um, I had bought leaf. Uh, Steven, what was that? Um, well, uh, it was like with all the college players, and no one knew anybody. <laughs> yes, but you know it's bad. I'm like nobody the, the, knows a player. I felt so bad after the break because people just jump. You know, the, the, people would just jump in because they just trust you. Um, I'm like, hey guys, I got this product. You know, let's try it out. So people, I felt so bad. I opened up another box for free. Like, let's just open another one. I felt so bad. <laughs> and then after, afterwards, I sold it for like thirty dollars below what I paid because I felt bad selling it to people. It was so terrible. They looked like a uh, tombstone. Like remember back in the day when you're little, they put baseball cards in the pizza cartons. Yeah. That's, I felt like they printed them at Kinko's. Wow. Oh, yeah. That so was before bad. we linked up. I remember watching. I was like, damn, yeah. that's crusty. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so customers didn't like it. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, all right, cool. Uh, back, back to you, Steven. Favorite fast food meal? 
Wow. That'd be two junior bacon cheeseburgers, medium fry, and a small frosty. Mm. Throwing a chili as well. Oh, that's slamming. Mm. Okay. I love cheese. You know what I you know what make chicken with cheese too? That's up there. Oh nice. Nice. Okay. All right, last two. Chris, what uh what would you love to be famous for? Uh I feel like I'd be like a, a politician or something. But a good one. Not 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 one of those slimy ones. I mean, most people tell you I'm pretty pretty decent guy. I, I feel like I'd like to be a politician. That's Damn, impressive. You'd, you'd be good. Yeah, you would. Yeah. So so calculated. We're, we're gonna keep you. You should run for the school board. It's my phone. Yeah. Sounds like we're like as a sonar, like on a yeah, we're in a submarine. Like a, like a submarine. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right, last question. Um, I guess this is Stevens. Who inspires you most to be better? I'd say my mom. Damn, I'm now I'm listening to this. Like whoever's listening is like, damn, this kid's soft. He drinks iced coffee. His loves mom NSYNC. inspires him. He loves in sync. <laughs> I'm I just I'm walking away from this conversation just depressed. No, man. You, who cares what people think? It's <laughs> the beautiful thing about it. That's awesome, dude. Okay, so your mom. Yeah. Okay. Steve the soft breaker. Chris, That's what about me. you? What about you? Who inspires you most to be better? Anyone come uh, on? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously people are going to break with us because we're mama's boys, but I would say my mom too. Nice. Hey, it's going to, I mean, it sounds. Hey. Well, you couldn't be outdone by Steven, let's face it. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I'm just a copycat. I got a <laughs> mini golden doodle, a chihuahua. I'm super soft. Oh, <laughs> uh, and you love panini products. That's the icing and I on love the cake. panini products. <laughs> nice. All right. Guys, it's been fun, man. I really appreciate you guys hooking up. What's up? How can people find you? And uh, you guys got any specials or anything you want to promote? Go for it, Chris. Yeah, so I mean, basically, bigtimebreaks.com. Um, we're pretty much exclusively on Facebook at this point. We do have a Twitter handle, Big Time Breaks. Uh, we are on Instagram, BT Breaks. But uh, primarily, you find us on Facebook, bigtimebreaks.com, or add them straight to our Facebook page. Awesome. And you got Chronicles tomorrow, and you got some – Bowman draft coming down the pike. Yeah, and don't forget to tell them about the promo, Chris. Ten percent off for all uh, first-time breakers. Boom. There you go. Well, we break pretty much nightly, so as not... long as they're breaking with Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no discounts with Steven. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we break pretty much nightly. There's three of us, so um, you guys did not hear Keith, um, but Keith breaks with us as well. He's in Vegas, but. Um, you know, we're, we're pretty much uh, constantly opening cards. Love it. Well, you guys are fun, man. Really fun hanging out with you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Thank you. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll do it again soon. All right. Take care. All right, guys. See you.